we back in this thing like we left some. Welcome back to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. Y'all know how I do. Before we get going, I got to give somebody their flowers. This week, I want to give flowers to my boy, my brother, Larry. Little Larry from Hitchcock, Texas. What's up, Larry? Hey, I just want to say I love you, brother. To see the man and the father that you have become, I want to let you know, Aiden has a great father. To see what you've gone through and how you still came through on the other side and prevailed as a great father, I just want to say, Larry, I appreciate you, brother. We got super cool. When we got evacuated for Hurricane Harvey and we grew tighter, we grew tighter. We talked, making them long drives back here to the H-Town area. I just want to say I'm proud of you, brother. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. And I love you, Larry. With that being said, y'all, I got a story to tell. Let's go. This story takes place in the year 1995. It's the end of 95, about to turn over into 1996. I'm a senior in high school. It is my senior year. I am at home on Christmas break. And life is good at this point. I am 17 years old. Um, I won't be turning 18 until the following August. My birthday is August 17th. So, I'm chilling at home, like I said, on Christmas break. At home is myself and my mother and my sister who's living in Atlanta at the time, her and my brother-in-law, God rest his soul. They're up visiting for Christmas. So they've come up, they came up on Christmas Eve, and they're going back, not the day after Christmas, not the 26th, but the 27th. So we're sitting around the crib enjoying just family time or whatever. We're talking, laughing, having a great time. My sister says, hey, Mikey, because my sister has always called me Mikey since I was a little kid. Hey, Mikey, you want to go back to Atlanta with me for a couple days? I'm like, yeah, of course. Now. I had been to Atlanta um, before in my life growing up. Uh, we've had we have family that lives down in the state of Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, um, Atlanta, the outskirts. Uh, near Columbus, Georgia is a small city called Phoenix City, Alabama. So we got family, Alabama, Georgia and all that. So I've gone been to Atlanta before. But not at this age. So, again, I'm 17. My sister says, do I want to come down for a few days? I said, of course. She says, you can come down a few days and then, you know, you can either fly back, take the Greyhound back, whatever you want to do. I said, cool, because we don't go back to school for like another week and I'm just going to go stay for like two or three days. So I asked my mother, I say, hey, Ma, can I go with Trina back home? She's like, of course. 
So the next morning we get up, getting ourselves together and we're going to the ATL. We get in the car, we're driving down 75. 75, for those that don't know, is a highway that runs from shit, Detroit all the way down to Florida. Um, you can actually take it all the way down to Florida and once it ends, you can get on Alligator Alley and go across over to Miami. But it runs all the way down. It runs through Cincinnati, down through Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, all that, right? So we're on 75 and we're going. At the time, my brother-in-law and my sister own a barbershop, um, well, a hair salon barbershop, that sits on the corner of MLK and Ashby in the heart of Atlanta, right near um, the U, you know, where all the universities are. They call it the UC, University Center. So in that area, you have um, Clark, um, Clark Atlanta, Spelman, Morris Brown, uh, Morehouse. You got all the universities, right? And they sit right there in the heart of all of them, the thick of them. Now, the barbershop was right there on the corner, like I said, of MLK and Ashby. On one corner, you had the Bronner Brothers building, which is, you know, black hair care product has been around for years. On the other corner, you have had a BP gas station. On the other corner, you had McDonald's. And on the other corner was a corner store owned by an Asian woman. I believe her name was Sue. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. On the same corner, right next door to the barbershop was a funeral home. There was another barbershop called Philly's Finest. And right directly across the street was a club called the 720 Club. Everybody called it the 7 Dub. Owned by this dude named Johnny, but everybody called him Putt. Shout out Putt. So, we get down to the ATL. We go to the crib. We're chilling at the crib for a little bit. My brother-in-law was like, hey, let's run by the shop. Because the shop was closed that day, they were going to open up the next morning. So, we go over there, just looking around, make sure everything's straight, because they've been out of town for a few days. Everything is cool. Go get something to eat, and we go back to the crib. My sister says, hey, in the morning, we're going to get up. We're going to go to the shop. Um... You know, you can hang around the shop if you want to. You can go do whatever else you want to do. Cool. I've always been the type. I've been comfortable going anywhere. Any city I've in, I've been in, I'll, you know, if I'm walking, I'll go somewhere. If I'm driving, I'll go whatever, just to sightsee. So we get to the shop the next morning. People are coming in and out, getting haircuts, getting their hair done, women getting their hair done, uh, eyebrows and stuff done. Um, guys are coming to get their shoes shined, all that. You know the normal routine for a barbershop. I'm in there, I'm laughing, I'm having a good time. Later on that day, Putt, who I said, owns the club right across the street called the 720 Club, the 7 Dub. Putt walks in, Johnny is his real name, comes in. Johnny's a short nigga. He had on some like, y'all remember Steve Harvey used to wear like the big leg Dress pants that like used to the, the cuff would flow and kick in them. Johnny had some of them on with a dress shirt and a dive hat, like a derby hat. He came in, he was short and he was loud. He swinged the door open. What the fuck is going on in this bitch? That's how he talked, right? So I'm instantly weak. I'm laughing. So he come in, he laughing, telling jokes. 
having a good time. There's a young boy in the seat getting his hair cut. So he started roasting. Of course, y'all know. Know how we do in the barbershop. People roasting, talking, having a good time. So he starts roasting on Johnny. Talking about his outfit. So Johnny says, fuck you old dirty booty little boy. Like that, it's a it's a full-on experience. We laughing, we having a great time. Johnny say, but fuck all that. Now, they call my brother-in-law Max, like M-A-X. But his last name was Mac Mullen. And instead of calling him Mac, like I call my frat brother and brother Mac, M-A-C, they call him Max. So Putt says, but fuck all that. Hey, Max, we stepping out tonight or what? You got brother-in-law in town. Let's show him a good time. I'm 17. I'm 17 years old. Put don't give a damn. Put like we got to get out in these streets. It's a weeknight. My brother-in-law say, hey, Mike, I'm trying to step out tonight. Me being me, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to go. Johnny say, alright, I'm going to fuck with y'all later and then we're going to step out. So I'm excited. I am excited to go out in the ATL as a 17-year-old high school kid. So the rest of the day goes on. So I'm excited about going out. So I say, I need something to wear. So I tell my sister, I say, I need something to wear out. She was like, okay, we can get you something. So my brother-in-law gives me some money. He says, hey, go over to the West End Mall and find you something. Now, for those of you who have been to Atlanta, who know about the West End Mall, it is, the West End Mall always looks like it's on its last leg, like it's about to shut down, right? So around that time, the only thing that they really had in the West End Mall, they had a Greek paraphernalia shop, they had like a, I don't even know what you call it. Almost like a Dollar General, but not Dollar General. They had a few hair spots in there and they had like some shoe spots and a couple places to get something to eat. So basically I'm going over there and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to get to wear out? But I find something. So I'm, I'm super excited. I'm like, ooh, I'm about to step out. Now, get what I get, come back to the shop. We finish up the day. We go to the crib. Getting dressed, about to meet up with Putt, a.k.a. Johnny. We getting dressed, whatever. Now, I'm 17 years old. My only cologne choices around that time were um, like Cool Water, uh, Dracar, you know, shit like that. But my brother-in-law had Cartier, right? Cartier. I sprayed some of that out. It smells so fantabulous. I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling grown, right? I'm like, ooh, I'm about to step out in this club and I'm going to be killing them. I, I had a little peach fuzz mustache, right? It was a little peach fuzz. So I could, I could pass like I got a little mustache, but I'm still young, you know. But fuck it. I'm going to smell grown. I'm going to smell and be looking good. I'm about to kill them. So I'm thinking to myself, ooh, we about to go into a real live nightclub and kick it. We link up with Putt, Johnny. We getting, he has a pickup truck and it's fly. He had a Chevy Silverado. It was laced out, like leather guts out, like 
inside the truck looked like some other shit, right? So I'm in the back seat. I'm hype. Oh, I'm hype. He jammed. He playing music. We having a great time. He sparks. He sparks the loud, right? He rolls up a joint. He's hitting. It. Oh, and it's loud. This weed ain't whispering. It's loud, right? So I'm like, damn. This nigga's loud ass weed finna take over my cologne. And I'm gonna go in the club. And these women gonna be like, damn. This nigga here smelling like a whole blunt. So I'm, I crack my window in the back. I'm like, man, this nigga wildin', bro. He finna fuck up my chances of getting me a grown woman in this club. So we driving. Oh, we drive. And it seems like we're driving forever. Now, before we left the house, I forgot to add. I had a couple drinks, right? I had a beer and I had a glass of, uh, of Remy. So I'm like, who we? Okay. Because, you know, my sister, my brother-in-law, they drink. So they're like, here, you're in, you're in safe company. Go ahead. You can have your little drink. So I had never, at this point, I had never had Remy before in my life. To this day right now, I've only drank Remy twice in my life. I'm not a Remy guy. So on top of this loud ass weed that got me in the back seat with a contact high, I got a little drunk, little drink in my system. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm cracking the window. I'm like, oh, I need some air to blow on me because this ain't going to work out with. So we're driving for the longest. We finally get to where we're going. We pull up. In the driveway. My brother-in-law says, hey, Mike, don't say shit when we get to the door. Just follow me. I say, okay. We pull up to this building. I look at the sign. The shit says club pleasers. I say, okay, that's the spot where it goes down. Everybody kicking it at. We walk to the door. It's a huge swole nigga with a black shirt, black jeans on. <laughs> he dap up Johnny. He say, what's up, putt? Bring your ass on in here. He dap up my brother-in-law. He say, what's up, Max? He like, what's up, boy? He look at me, he like, who you? My brother-in-law say, hey, this my brother-in-law. He down from Cincinnati. Oh, all right, come on. We walk in, there's a little like black little, it's not even a hallway, it's almost like a little area, a little waiting area. There's another door. But I can hear the music. I can hear the, like I can hear the bass booming in that bitch. So much like it, like my chest is shaking. And I'm like, oh, wow. I know they ain't here going bananas. Man, they open the door. Put open that door and we walk in. Y'all. It's the butt nakeds. It's the butt nakeds. It's a strip club, y'all. Oh, y'all, it's a strip club. Nick. My heart started beating fast. I said, uh-oh, wait, well, hold on. I wasn't ready. I ain't know we was going to the script club until I walked in. I said, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Now, at this point in my life at 17 years old, I had seen strip clubs like on movies and TVs, right? So a movie that I really liked back in the day was Beverly Hills Cop 2. 
So they had a scene where they're in the strip club and they're acting like one of the cops that Eddie Murphy's with, like he's supposed to be Gerald Ford, right? So they're in the strip club and they got these women stripping on stage, but it's like a, it's a white strip club. So it's like heavy metal music, you know, they playing in their hair and waving their hair. They got titties, but no ass, right? So I've seen strip club scenes on like movies and shit. Now, second sh strip stripper type situation. So before that, before I go to Atlanta, my senior year earlier that year, we was at my boy Holt house. Shout out my boy, Matt, Matt Holt house. Shout out Holt. We was at his crib in his basement. It was me, him, and a bunch of other cats we went to school with. We all seniors in high school. Somehow, he was able to hire two strippers to come to his crib in the basement. His parents was out of town. And they stripped. But these two strippers, they, you know, they were white. They they had titties. Um, no ass. You know. And we provided the soundtrack for them. Um, and they came with, like, this big bouncer dude. But it was real. You know, it wasn't like. It wasn't ATL stripping, right? So, up to this point in my life, that's my experience with strippers. So, back to the story. I walk in, it's dark. The stage has like lights around. There are women on stage stripping and it's like women walking around giving lap dances. So we walk over to a table and we sit down. I'm in this black leather comfortable like chair. The waitress walks over. Now, the waitress, she has on clothes. She walks over. She asks what we want to drink. My brother-in-law orders me Remy and a beer. He gets what he's getting, Putt gets what he's getting. So we just sitting around. Now, I don't know how to maneuver within the black strip club at this point. Now, if you take me today, oh, nigga, I'm good. But back then at 17, I'm like, oh, shit. Because I'm confused because I'm like, okay, A, I'm not supposed to be in here. B, I ain't never seen women naked like this, this built like this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm confused. Like all this shit going on. And the music in there. And they, they going with the beat. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm seeing all this ass meat like bouncing. I'm like, oh, my. God, I can't believe it. So we sitting there probably about 10 minutes. Putt turns around to me. He say, brother-in-law, what you going to do? I hit him with the Jordan shoulder shrug. Mm -hmm. He like, shit, you better kick it, enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, no doubt. About 20 more minutes, we watching. My brother-in-law say, hey, Mike, you want to dance? I'm like, huh? Now, again, I don't know proper strip club etiquette or lingo or anything at this point. He like, you want to dance? I'm like, huh? Like, nigga, do you want to dance? I'm like, like me get up and he like, no, nigga, like a lap dance. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool right now. He's like, oh, okay, well, let me know. Now, this is a weeknight. On this day, they're having $5 lap dances, right? So nigga going there with a cool twomp, he getting four of them things, right? So I'm like, I'll let you know. He like, all right, bet. Little bit time pass, enjoying my drink, enjoying the sights. 
my brother-in-law say, hey, you let me know if you want to dance. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm looking. I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, who I want. But the baddest one in the spot was a bartender. She wasn't even dancing. So I asked my brother, I'm like, hey, her right there that, that brought us a drink. He like, nah, she ain't dancing. She just bartender. I'm like, oh, shit. Now, in, in some weeks down the road, we're going to have another talk about strip clubs with me and Matt. Matt can attest to what I'm saying. Matt and I went to a strip club in the ATL, and the baddest one in there was the bartender. But we're going to talk about that strip club experience with me and Matt because we ran through. We ran, not through, we ran through the ATL strip clubs when we was down there. But anyway, back to the story. So I tell my brother-in-law, I say, hey, her. he like, no, she the bartender. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, all right, her. So I point out one. Brother-in-law, get her attention. She come over. He give her the bread. He gave her like $20 and was like, hey, you know, a few for my, my brother. She's like, oh, okay, okay. So she going to town, right? I'm sitting there in this chair. This woman is like, she's doing, I mean, man, she's a magician, right? So I'm like, oh my God. Now, y'all know I have a contact high. I've had two drinks at the crib. I'm working on two drinks at this spot. I'm feeling it. The, the dance getting so good to me, I close my eyes. I close my eyes, y'all. Oh, I'm fantasizing at this point. I close my eyes. My head is back. I sit up. The woman grabs my hands and puts it, make me put my hands on her, like her waist. Oh, y'all. Oh, y'all. You couldn't tell me right then. You could not tell my 17 year old ass right then that this wasn't my girlfriend. Oh, I was in love. She going to work. Oh, she's doing tricks, right? I mean, she boom, 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 boom. You feel me? Do you hear me knocking? Well, let me in then. So she's doing what she do. I'm into it, y'all. By like the third song, because she ain't moved. By the third song, y'all, I promise you. I'm in there. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Y'all don't hear me. The third song in. I'm up close on her. I'm smelling her hair. I know she used pink oil moisturizer. Because I'm that close. Oh, y'all. I'm sniffing on her neck and her hair. I said, oh, my God. Hands on her waist. She going to work, right? Oh, y'all. My 17-year-old dick harder than a midget playing with a yo-yo. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm in love. She gets done. She moves on. I'm, I, I can go home at this point. But you know what? My Lord and Savior says, I'm going to bless you again, right? Because at 17 years old in the strip club, it's obvious God is looking out for me. He know what I want and when I want it, right? So we chilling. They got the dancers coming up to the stage, and that's cool. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. We can watch some more action. They doing little tricks on the pole and all. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Y'all, the world was finna change, y'all. 
I was about to lay my eyes on a celebrity and didn't even know it. Didn't even know that I was looking at a celeb about to stand in front of me. We sitting there, we chilling. All of a sudden, the DJ nigga come on, he talking too much already. Yeah, welcome to the club, please. Y'all niggas know what it is. Y'all. Hey, nigga, shut up and let these women get on stage, right? So he finally gets to where he's going. I want to bring to the stage white chocolate. I said, huh? I sit back. My God. If you've been to an Atlanta strip club and you know who I'm talking about, y'all understand why I say what I'm saying. Y'all, the man said, white chocolate man this woman walked on stage y'all. if y'all know anybody i'm close to any of my brothers mac dc kev um juice anybody right that i'm close with they'll tell you i don't forget a lot of shit and i store it away in my brain they can tell you if they need directions how to get somewhere i can tell you how to get there from memory Right? I don't forget much. And let me show you how this works. I'm sitting there, 17 years old. Man, I'm excited. I done got a great lap dance. I'm half drunk, contact high, living the dream. The man says, Welcome to the stage, white chocolate. The woman comes up, oh my God. Oh, she thick, y'all. She thick, thicker than frozen peanut butter. She thicker than moose snot, right? So she get up there. Oh my God. She doing what she do and I'm mesmerized. I'm looking like, oh my Jesus. I watch her whole performance. She's so highly sought after after she get off stage. Oh, she can't make it to enough niggas to give them lap dancing. Cause I'm waiting my turn. I needs that. Man. She comes around, my brother-in-law say, hey, point it to me, right? She doing what she do. I'm in love again. Again, I'm 17. I just don't know. I'm in the presence of a star. And when I tell you who she is, oh, you niggas is going to know. So anyway, she doing the whole thing, right? She bending over. She blah, 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 blah. Doing the whole do. She gets done. We leave. We go get something to eat. We go to the crib. I'm laying there looking up at the ceiling and I can't believe my night. My life has been changed, right? I felt like when I got baptized, right? I came up out the water. I said, oh, I'm new, right? That's how I felt. I'm laying there. I'm like, man, I just had a a life altering experience at the strip club. Man, y'all. Fast forward a few years. I am in college. I'm laying down on the bed watching BET. It's late. And BET Uncut comes on. For y'all who don't know what BET Uncut is, look it up. For y'all that do, know what BET Uncut is. Y'all know there are three, and I mean only three, videos that will go down in history 
in BET Uncut History. And I know y'all know the three songs. One of them is What That Thing Smell Like. The second one is the nigga up in Alaska who did the song called White Girls. White girl. That. And the third one. Y'all already know where I'm going with this. Tip Drip. By Nelly and the St. Lunatics. Yeah, I'm talking about Murphy Lee and all them, right? Ali and all them. The nigga with the mask. All that, right? That video is iconic. If y'all want to know who I'm talking about when I say White Chocolate was a superstar and a celebrity and didn't even know it. White Chocolate was the woman in that video where they wiped the card down the cracker ass, right? Like an ATM. That's White Chocolate. I'm laying there and I'm looking at the TV and I saw her. I said, jumping Jehoshaphat. That's white chocolate from the strip club. Because I don't forget shit. I'm telling you, I don't forget much. Man, y'all. I got excited then. Oh, I got excited then. I was so proud of her. She had made it to another level. She was in a video. And with that being said, I want to say, long live the strip club.